What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to get going, get back in the groove of, of recording episodes, um, watching matches more specifically. And for the season to start, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about how it's going to go. Um, so to get right into it, I'd like to cover... In this episode, I'd like to cover yesterday's match versus Lil. Uh, today's match against Porto, and then uh, some general news. So, essentially what Marco Silva went for the last two days, he just kind of went for two separate, almost separate, starting 11s. Yesterday was very much a B team. So, on uh, he had Stecklenburg in goal. Um, obviously Pickford, well, maybe not obviously. Pickford is not... Um, been with the squad in preseason so far, obviously because he went so far with England in the World Cup, so he gets you know a break as everyone else did. Um, so on defense yesterday against Lille, we had uh, John Joe Kenny at right back, uh, Matt Pennington and Ashley Williams at center back, and then Anthony Robinson at left back. Uh, midfield, it was a four-three-three by the way. Midfield was uh, Mo Besic at the six. Um, Callum Connolly playing more so as an 8 and then Nikola Vlasic was at the number 10 position which was um, somewhat interesting although you know so far it seems like that could be uh, a better suited role for him in general and then up top interestingly enough uh, we had Sandro, Nias and then Klassen. Klassen was actually playing uh, I believe on the left hand side in quotes officially Last night, you know, <clears throat> it wasn't uh, it wasn't great. Uh, I think it ended scoreless, if I'm not mistaken. But interestingly enough, Klassen, um should have been awarded a goal in the 25th minute. He was called off sides uh, wrongly. Uh, you know, you could see the shape of you know the system or the team itself a whole lot more yesterday compared to, you know, the match against Bury, for example, and obviously against the Austrian fifth-tier team. I'm not even going to try to pronounce um, their name. So kind of how it works is, obviously, you have you have your back four. Well, in possession, your two fullbacks push far up. And when I say far up, I'm talking past the halfway line, right? And so your three forwards kind of pinch in. Um, when this happens... Obviously, your center backs spread further out wide. And then, um, well, depending on where your number six, your, your holding midfielder is. And then the midfielder is going to drop back into almost like a back three. If you remember back to a couple seasons ago, Gareth Barry used to do this, I think, under Martinez in, in a more possession-based style system. So it was pretty good to see that. Um, so yesterday, uh, Besic was the six, so he dropped back. He, sh he showed a lot of composure, in my opinion, um, to kind of play that holding midfield role because, as most of us know, he's not, generally speaking, the type. I mean, he's he's a DM by all means, but he's not usually attuned to uh, to be able to sit back. He, he's very much more so in the mold of James McCarthy where he likes to run and, and tackle and push the ball forward. Um, but... By all accounts, Mo Besic was man of the match, head and shoulders above everyone else. And that was really good to see. He's been one of my favorites uh, since he joined the club in, I think, 2015? I want to say 2015. Um, 
I always liked him. I always thought that he could turn into a fantastic player. He's only 25, so he has plenty of time in front of him if he can get fit and stay fit, which he's done since, you know, I think actually since, you know, uh, late fall or so because um, he joined Middlesbrough on loan for the second half of last season, and their fans very much liked him as well. So anyway, back, back on topic, um, I'm going to go through from back to front as far as what, what I kind of noted in terms of individual play, and then I'll, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, how the team as a whole played yesterday against Lil. So, John Joe Kenny, he was all right. Um, the only thing is, he's very much so hesitant going forward. Um, and again, that could have been, um, well, not again. That that could have been instructions, I guess. Um, but you know, last season you'd see him bomb up, kind of like Seamus Coleman does you know, just like Baines does. Um, yesterday, he was very much more hesitant. Obviously, he was pushed up. Positionally, he was exactly where I think Silva wants him to be, um, very high up on the right-hand side, but, you know, kind of uh, kind of um, hesitant to go, you know, make any, any overlapping runs and that sort of thing. Uh, Pennington and Williams actually looked pretty good. Uh, I thought Williams... Out of the back four, Williams did the best for sure. Um, he looked pretty commanding. Um, obviously good in the air as usual. Strong, all that good stuff. Pennington, eh, I mean, he was... He was almost... You, you could have missed him, if that makes sense. Um, I did notice, however, though, that he can play some pretty decent passes out of the back, um, which is interesting. I, I haven't, I haven't seen Pennington play a whole lot. Uh, they mentioned something interesting, which I kind of forgot about. It might have been two, I think it was two two years ago now, maybe. Um, Pennington, I think, is the only player to have his, I think they said, the only player to have his first goal against Liverpool in Derby match, or maybe it was the only player on the current team to have his only go for, goal for Everton against Liverpool. Um, either way, moving on, Robinson on the as, on the left side, excuse me, he was pretty poor yesterday, to be honest, his touch was pretty bad, um, obviously, he's tall, he's strong, he's got a lot of pace, so, you know, it could have been nerves, it could have been, you know, the pitch itself is very dodgy, or was very dodgy, so, could have been multiple factors, I really would like to see him contribute to the first team at Everton sometime, but, um, you know, you gotta think that he's not gonna be um, second string this year. There's no way that's going to happen. So moving on to the midfield, as I said, Besic was kind of playing the holding midfielder or the holding defensive midfield role, dropping back into the into a back three, kind of dictating tempo. Again, according to the commentators, myself included, um, he was probably the best player on the pitch by far for either team. Um, Callum Connolly, he was pretty composed. He played more of the eight role, which, you know, is definitely going to be an important position in Marco Silva's team. And I also think that's our, one of our weakest in terms of, you know, someone to fit that mold. But, uh, he was pretty good. He played some decent passes, some were errant. Um, he put in some good tackles and that sort of thing. Vlasic at the attacking midfield position, um... He just doesn't show enough. He, he puts in the work. Um, you know, he's pretty strong for how big he is. 
Uh, technically, he's quite sound, but at the end of the day, you know, he had some poor passes, and he, he just he just couldn't get involved like you'd really hope for him to. Um, and then moving to the forwards, Klassen actually played pretty well yesterday. He's not he's just not a commanding type of player. You know, his physicality is obviously close to non-existent. He's not very quick. Um, and so, you know, he, he's one of the, he's the type of player that's going to really have to use his footballing frame. I thought he did that pretty well yesterday, got himself in good positions, um, nice spaces. He understands spaces very well and, you know, himself in relation to uh, his teammates on the pitch. Again, he should have been awarded the goal in a 20, in the 25th minute. It was wrongly called for offside. Uh, Nias, as always, looked good as well. Um, honestly, Nias is one of the, one of the, uh, most consistent performers so far across preseason, which I don't know that that's uh, surprising to anyone, to be completely honest. Marco Silva said in an interview the other day that he is absolutely in his plans. Um, you know, he offers something different than any of the other forwards do, as we all know, and there's something to be said for that, so that was good. Sandro, he went missing, to be honest. Um, He's he's got a good pass and a good cross on him, but he had a tough time dealing with the physicality of Lil yesterday, so that wasn't too great to see. Um, again, talking about the system, like I said, Bessage dropping back, your fullbacks, I mean, again, you're going to see how far up your fullbacks are playing. You could, you know, if, if you're not... If you're not used to watching Everton and knowing exactly who you're looking at, you could mistake them for wingers sitting out on the, on the side. Um, I understand that the system calls for uh, anyone playing on the flank to, to stand literally as far over as possible up against the line. Um, and that offers as much space as possible for everyone in the middle to move and work with. Um, I think the system is could play to our strengths because it's very reliant on attacking fullbacks. Um, and so I think I think once the forward players kind of, the forward and the midfield players, central midfield players specifically, kind of figure out their spacing and, and understanding with, you know, each other and how they like to play and, um, you know, their spacing, then we could see Baines and Coleman or, you know, another fullback, another left back we may sign um, become really, really influential, which is good. Um, as far as subs, uh, Tom Davies and, and Kieran Dowell came on for Klassen and Connolly, respectively, with only 10 minutes to go. Um, not very much of a contribution, again, in the 80th minute. Uh, I will say, uh, furthermore, um, I think in the 83rd, 84th minute, Holgate came on for Williams. And a special note right here, Williams handed Tom Davies the armband when he came off. Again, it's seven minutes, and it's you know, seven minutes left, and it's a preseason match, but, you know, that's huge. I personally will be sporting my Tom Davies kit this season, so I'm very excited for that, but uh, it was just good to see, you know, you had you had Bessage still out there, um, you had Stecklenburg still out there, obviously, uh, so it was, it was good to see Tom Davies to take it. Um, I will say that I didn't think that there were, were, were enough chances created or shots um, taken for such an attacking system. Obviously, side note, it's very much a second or even partially third string team. So that's okay. 
but um, still somewhat worrying, or I was as of, as of yesterday. So, you know, overall, the, the performance against Lil, not great, but not bad. Um, you know, I think it's just very much getting the guys build up their stamina, understand the system, you know, get a little physical and that sort of thing. And then also, you know, test players in different different areas and inside the system itself to see, you know, who could feature. Because uh, my opinion, and I think it's pretty widely held, is that this weekend was very much for you know a last ditch effort for some of these players to make um, to make a name for themselves and, and to stay at Everton. So, moving on to the Porto match, it just occurred um, a couple hours ago. So you saw the quote-unquote first team, or the first squad, um, or the first, sorry, the first choice 11 uh, start this match. Now, again, this is, take that with a grain of salt, because this is, you know, barring uh, your, your World Cup trio of Pickford obviously didn't join the squad, and then Sigurdsson and Ghana never made an appearance, which was kind of annoying for me, but, you know, I'm sure they're pretty much in form because they were playing competitively as of a couple weeks ago. So, and then naturally Walcott and Lookman stayed back. They didn't travel because of, you know, issues. Same with Balassi. So, you're starting 11 uh, this match against Porto today. Stecklenburg starting a goal. Your back four was Coleman, Jags, Keane, and Baines. Your midfield three was Schneiderlin at the six. Tom Davies played as the eight, which should not be surprising. And then Kieran Dow played at the ten. And then your forward three were Sandro on the right, Cenk Tosin up top, and Kevin Morales on the left. So, again, as the system dictated yesterday, Schneiderlin playing in the sixth role, he dropped into a back three most of the time when we were in, posi- when we were in possession of the ball. Um, you kind of saw Davies uh, playing the eight was a really important position, and specifically in the system. We really, really need a good number eight to be able to take the ball, show himself, and move the ball forward. Um, I think Tom had a pretty good game. Not great, you know, not mediocre. I'd say it was it was pretty good. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how the system and works. And, you know, in possession, it very much looks like you have four up top. Uh, you'll, you know, we saw Kieran Dowell kind of press the back line just as much as the front three were. So it's interesting. Um, obviously, very nice to see Baines and Coleman out wide so far up. Um, Seamus Coleman had quite a few good runs, which is, you know, very characteristic. Baines um, looked a little sluggish, but again, I think he's 34 now. Uh, side note, he did show up to preseason early, which I think is customary for every uh, for every season. But, uh, you know, I think it's just, he, I mean, he's already slowed down, but it kind of looks a little bit more apparent as of tonight, which sucks. Um, but you know, that, that's kind of a piece that comes later with the, you know, the transfer news portion after this. So, you know, I think Kieran Dowell really did well. He kind of went missing for the middle 30 minutes of the match or so, you know, 15 before halftime, 15 after, um, but his positioning is very good. Technically, he's better than, you know, I remember him being 
obviously, you know, the best looks I got at him were literally a year ago in preseason. Uh, so technically he looks really, really good. Um, he found really good spaces specifically right around the 18 yard box and took a couple shots, I think in the first half that way. Um, he showed some pretty, pretty decent strength. So that's good. He, he definitely needs to learn to use his body a little bit more, um, in bulk up, but otherwise he had a pretty good showing. I thought Schneiderlin in general, I'm kind of all over the pitch at the moment. Sorry about that. Schneiderlin, I think he's going to be poised for a pretty good season. Um, he was putting in good tackles. He was all over the pitch. He was pressing, you know, um, he was pressing forward. He was pressing, you know, their forwards. He was constantly looking for long diagonal balls to the fullbacks, um, which is really important. Not all of them came off, but that's okay. The important part is that he understands the first thing he needs to do when he has a little bit of time and space is to look left and right and to see if one of his fullbacks are open on the flank. Um, so that was really important to see and good to see. I thought Sandro had his best game in an Everton shirt tonight. I think that was um, pretty widely agreed upon. He plays a lot of really good intelligent passes. Uh, very, very good vision. Um, I don't think we have really anyone else except for maybe Sigurdsson that has the vision that he does in terms of, I guess, kind of, I would call him, for lack of a better term, like short diagonal passes. Um, really, you know, I don't, I don't know how to go any deeper than that, but if you pay pretty close attention, um, he'll, I guess, when he's in the midfield, he can kind of turn very quickly without looking, and he, he can play like a short through ball, almost diagonal to the outside or maybe inside. Either way, it was, it was, it was really good to see. He worked really hard. Um, I thought his attitude over the last two days kind of shows he embodies um, what an Evertonian should be. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't favor him in general, just because of the fact that, you know, he was talking to the media last, you know, last spring. Oh, I want to be here in Sevilla. Uh, I want to stay here. I don't want to go back to Everton. So that, that's really annoying. Um, for me at least. Um, but I, you know, I hope that he stays. I hope that he does well. Um, you know, he's just, he's really going to have to work on adapting the physicality, but I like what I see so far. Again, he's also another very technically uh, sound player coming from Barcelona's academy. Uh, so the Porto match ended 0-1. to one. Um, Michael Keane was very much at fault for the goal. Um, I just don't think he picked up his man at the end of the day. And he's definitely very sluggish. I'm just wondering if he can adapt to a more expansive system that, you know, Marco Silva's implementing as opposed to, you know, when he looked his best at Burnley, they play a very compact defensive unit type of system. Uh, and I'm wondering if he can flourish in a more attacking based system. So that's kind of a big question mark. This is a really big season for Michael Keane because he's going to have to show his worth. Uh, he's going to have to cement himself a place in the first team. And, you know, he's going to have to put in some really good performances to warrant staying at Everton past the season, I think. Um, moving forward, Kevin Morales, he worked really hard and he was really involved. He was probably one of the most involved on the pitch. Um, he had some good passes. 
you know, he worked hard on defense, which is um, pretty big for him. I, you know, we all know Kevin by now, not the best attitude, uh, very much likes to stay forward and play like a very pure like winger role as opposed to, you know, an outside midfield role where they might shuttle a little, a whole lot more, but working hard on offense, defense, he was all over the pitch, very involved. Uh, you know, he was one of the only players on the pitch that really looked like they wanted the ball. Um, and, you know, looking at this, you know, looking at this performance, um, A, I, you know, he obviously is really trying to work himself into the team. And B, I kind of wonder how he couldn't make anything happen in Olympiacos, uh, you know, because he's looking pretty sharp, to be honest. Um, should he be our starting winger? Absolutely not. He should not be starting um, for Everton this season or any other time moving forward, barring a bunch of injuries. But he did look pretty good. Um, and I think that, assuming his attitude can be kept in check and Marco Silva thinks he can be useful, may as well let him stay at this point. It also kind of depends on, you know, the whole Lookman situation. So, substitutes in this match. Vlasic came on for Morales. Um, kind of, you know, he performed kind of the same way as he did yesterday against Lille. He, he tried to show himself. He worked hard. It's hard physically for him, just like it is Sandro. Uh, I don't think that out wide is his best position. I really don't. He played on the left. So it was a straight swap for Morales. And uh, I don't think it's his best position. I think he has to play centrally. Um, Holgate came on for Jagielka. Holgate looked good. Obviously, for a center back, center back, he has pretty good pace. He put in some good tackles. Um, you know, looked confident as usual. So I'm really high on, on Holgate coming in the season. I'm, I'm excited to see him get some time at center back. Um, you know, and continue to... Uh, to uh, learn and, and, and get better. Bessage came on for Kieran Dowell, um, and then Nias came on for Davies at this point. So Bessage actually played the eight role. Schneiderlin stayed at the number six, you know, a very holding midfield role. Bessage came on to shuttle. Again, this was only for about, you know, five, ten minutes. But he looked good as usual, very lively, um, put in some tackles, made some forward passes. That's what I really like about Bessage is the fact that he, you know, he gets the ball and he picks his head up and he looks forward and nothing else. Um, you know, not the same can be said for honestly most central midfielders, specifically defensive-minded ones. So um, he looked pretty good, but again, you know, not a whole lot he could do. Nias came on for Davies. I'm not even sure that he touched the ball to be honest. Again, it was only about five minutes. Um, so the Porto match today was definitely a good match. Um, I thought that they played hard. You can tell they're still getting their fitness levels up, but that's okay. Um, the only thing in general over the last two days that really worries me is the fact that we did not score a goal. Um, I know we're trying people in different areas, obviously still getting used to the system, still getting fitness levels up, but to not score one goal against Lille or Porto in the, in the last two days really, really worries me because that was our issue last season. Um, and, you know, again, we're missing a whole host of players. We didn't play Sigurdsson, Ghana, Walcott, Lookman, or uh, Balassi. So, you know, 
one can one should absolutely argue the fact that you know we didn't play any starting caliber wingers throughout the weekend um you know we played with the second string attacking midfielder second and third string attacking midfielder so it's somewhat understandable but it's still um worrying to anyway regardless so moving on to the transfer news section it's going to be pretty short but i'm 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 positive most people have seen this news and are kind of up to date so Richarlison is supposed to be undergoing a medical tomorrow morning and announced by Everton tomorrow. I've seen all sorts of fees, um, you know, quoted in the media. Some are saying 50 million pounds, which I don't believe is the case at all. Uh, The most reliable I saw, um, I think, said 35 million pounds with 5 mil in add-ons, which is absolutely inflated, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day... You got to look, you know, how much did we pay for Balassi? We played, we, you know, we paid, uh, I think it was, it was upper 20s. Um, and, you know, apparently, according to a couple, you know, some Watford fans, their, their, uh, the Watford fan base opinion on Richarlison is he can be as good as he wants. Um, I know we all saw at the beginning of last season... I think he had five goals and four assists before by November or sometime in October. You know, he was the talk of the league in general. He looked really good under Marco Silva in his system. He was really impressive. I think Watford actually at that time were sitting in the top four or five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, in early to mid fall before obviously, you know, we approached for Marco Silva and the whole thing kind of went to, went to crap. But, uh, I personally am really excited about it. The thing that really annoys me is, you know, everyone's so critical about, oh, this fee's too high, this, that, and the other. But here's the thing, though, right? Can we just go back to talking about, you know, being excited about a player and talking about the player based on um, his skill and, and what he can bring to the club? Because the only thing I've seen are people moaning about, oh, it's too much to pay, or, oh, 35 looks way better than 45 or 50. Well, at the end of the day... It doesn't matter. If Brands and Marco Silva both think that he would be the perfect signing for Everton, then we should be excited about it. I can tell you right now, he's probably going to walk straight in the lineup. Having him and Walcott on the wings is super exciting to think about. Um, and I think it would be a fantastic signing if, if it happens, which, you know, again, it's supposed to be announced tomorrow, so we'll see. Um, another piece, uh, we have supposedly had a bid accepted for Lucas Digne, the left back at Barcelona. Um, I think it was reported maybe like 22 million pounds, which is pretty good. I do think, honestly, that he, if he comes, um, which he should be announced in the, in the next couple days, um, I do think that he's going to start over Baines, which is saddening to say the least because I, I wasn't necessarily prepped for Baines to... Uh, you know, play a second string or like a backup role or rotational role this season. It was always coming. I mean, he's 34. His legs haven't held up like Jags have. Um, But I do think, you know, I think he'll very much flourish under the Marco Silva system. Again, if you've watched the the two preseason games this weekend, you'll see they sit so far up, it's ridiculous. 
and you know quite frankly we do need more pace than Baines is offering so that'll be a really good signing as well next up um Yeri Mina the Colombian center back he made a lot of people's team at the tournament for the World Cup he scored three goals for Colombia um I think all three offset pieces. He's a big six foot five center back, also at Barcelona. Um, he moved there in January, actually. Uh, he didn't get a whole lot of time. I guess he played. A, I think I read five matches for Barcelona last season. He didn't do well in any of them. Um, but the argument there was actually, you know, and I don't even remember what the argument was. It had something to do with the manager not rating him or um, something along those lines. And obviously impressed in the World Cup. Um, so, you know, there have been really confusing reports on him, right? His uncle is also his agent, um, and he absolutely confirmed that Everton, Marcel Brands, has been in contact with him personally about Mina coming to Everton. He then went on to say that Mina would prefer to stay, would be happy to stay at Barcelona if he could get playing time. Then there are reports out today you know, later today saying that Mina is happy to move to Everton, likes what what's being offered, and is waiting for Barcelona, Barcelona to accept it. I think it would be a really good signing for Everton. Um, we do need another center back along with the left back. So if Digne and Mina both come, I think we are going to be looking pretty good for the upcoming, upcoming season. Um, lastly, Lookman... Um, Ralph Ragnick, the Leipzig coach, once again said, I think yesterday, or two or three days ago, that they still want Lookman, and Lookman absolutely wants to come. Um, you know, apparently they've had two bids denied so far from Everton, but there was a report saying that a bid between 16 and 18 million pounds would be, would be lodged and probably accepted by Everton. Again, Lookman was mysteriously uh, kept at home this weekend because of, I think it said, a thigh or a calf. It's like calf or a thigh strain, something a lot, something small and muscular. Um, I, obviously, everyone would be very disappointed if Lookman left. But again, I'd like to point out that um, you know I'm very much of the opinion that if a player wants to leave, then let them leave. You know, push them out the door. Get a good fee for him and let him go. Lookman, obviously a very talented player with a lot of potential. And he played really well in Leipzig. But, you know, may I offer a couple of counterpoints? A, the Bundesliga, while definitely, in my opinion, the second best league in the world, still not close to the Premier League in terms of the defense he's, he's going up against day in, day out. Um... Furthermore, uh, you know, Leipzig play an extremely fast-paced attacking um, system. And while Marco Silva is definitely an attacking system, I don't think it's near as fast-paced. Um, so I don't know that he is going to fit as well as he would at Leipzig. Now, I do think he's, he, he'd fit well, but at the end of the day, the Premier League is a whole different beast. In terms of defenders, he going up against you know the physicality of the play, how quickly play, um, you know builds and, and and maintains throughout the match. And again, furthermore, if someone doesn't want to be there, you know, 
I talked to a couple people on the Everton subreddit, excuse that, on the Everton subreddit, you know, and their points were, oh, well, you know, he's still on a contract for years, so tell him to put his head down and play for Everton because he's not leaving. Well, the issue with that is the fact that, A, he's probably not going to perform very well. Whether, you, whether, whether you, you know, you can make the argument, oh, well, he's um, now more incentivized to play well so that he could, you know, hopefully have a couple of suitors for next January or the summer. Well, the thing is, when someone's attitude sours, their mindset changes. And when you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to play anywhere near your best, no matter what anyone says. So... Um, you know, it doesn't make for a very good situation. Furthermore, when someone has bad attitude, it just spreads through the locker room, you know? So I don't see how that would be a good situation. If he ends up being the one that got away, he ends up being the one that got away. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, but I don't see the situation ending too well. Now, my personal opinion, I'd absolutely love for Lookman to stay. I think that he'd, he'd be a huge asset going forward. But may I also point out, you know, if Richarlison's coming, he's about the same age. I think he's only a year older. Furthermore, we have Henry Onikuru over at uh, Galatasaray this season. Also, I think only one year older. Um, both of these players are a whole lot more polished than Lookman is. So, you know, past that, you have Calvert-Lewin, Tom Davies, Beningami, Kieran Dowell, Callum Connolly, uh, John Joe Kenny, all of, all of these fantastic youth prospects. Um, and you know, you, you just, you can't hold on to all of them. So anyway, I really appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, I'm excited to get back into the groove of recording episodes. Um, you know, I'm really excited to start watching matches again. I hope, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, myself personally, I think our goal this season, this season should be sixth place in a cup run. Um, a lot of people are going to argue seventh place and understand that, but I don't think that it's ambitious enough, right? Because here's the thing about goals. you got to set your goals high enough to where you're pushing yourself to achieve them, but not too far that you're, you know, that you're going to give up on site. I think sixth is a good place to aim for. Seventh is probably more likely and that's okay, but a good cup run would be, would be ideal. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, we only have two and a half weeks till the incoming transfer window closes. We can still sell through August 31st, and the other four big European um, leagues accept incoming transfers through the 31st. So we can still sell through then. I expect this coming week, starting tomorrow, we're going to see quite a bit of activity, especially, you know, off, you know, the back of this weekend against Lille and Porto, some, you know, some players moving out. Should be good. Um, again, I'm really excited. I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, general obligatory, please, if you don't have a, a Reddit, um, make a Reddit account and join the Everton subreddit. If you just make a Reddit account real easy and then type in the search box r forward slash Everton, um, you're going to find an Everton community with about 11,500 Everton fans. Um, you know, it's the best place to keep up with the team. I post the podcast there, obviously, along with um, iTunes. But it's 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 nice, you know. You can you can go on, 
once a day, once a week, whatever you want, catch up on all the latest news because people can aggregate information from all these different sources and post it on one subreddit, on one community, um, or in other words, a group for everyone to see and come and interact with each other. Um, so please come join the community. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's really informative. You know, we have match threads during the match. Um, we have post-match threads, talk about it afterwards. Um, all that, all that stuff. We, we, sh I'm hoping, um, whoever puts on the usual premier or fantasy premier league team, or I mean, uh, league is going to do the same this season. So again, thanks so much. Um, join the Everton subreddit and hopefully we'll be looking to upload another episode this week.